is a really special episode because it's an interview with my friend and acupuncturist, Kristen Phipps. And so here is the interview I had with Kristen where she answers some personal questions as well as some basic acupuncture questions. And she definitely gives us some deep, deep answers that will hopefully stay with you throughout the rest of the day or longer. So enjoy the interview. Hello, Kristen. (laughs) Hi, Gabby. Hi. Uh, Welcome to The Lonely Girl Lifestyle. Thank you for coming today. So tell me about yourself. Where to start? (laughs) Um, I don't even know. I am an acupuncturist. I teach yoga. Tell you about myself. I feel like it's so etheric. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that's the vibe I get. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, I I don't like to talk about myself very much. I just am, and mm-hmm. I um, just try and yeah, be support people in whatever way I can, and do whatever I can to to help out in the world, make the world hopefully a more peaceful place. You sure have helped me through acupuncture, and you kind of came into our lives mm-hmm. when we were looking for an acupuncturist for mm-hmm. pain and and stuff, and. So because you've helped me so much, uh, I really wanted to have you on the podcast and get to know you better just as a person, (laughs) because I do, I feel like you tell me little phrases that stick with me and they're like wise. (laughs) And I kind of just, like you said, a little ethereal. I wanted to know more about that and hope to share that with listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I I can. I hope I can. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) So... What besides acupuncture do you do anything else for work and where do you study? Where did I study? Yeah, where did you study? Um, I studied acupuncture in Austin, Texas, at a school named AOMA, Graduate School of Integrative Medicine, and um, I've been practicing for twelve years now. Besides acupuncture, do you do anything else for work? You mentioned you're a yoga teacher too, so yeah, I I did not want to teach yoga, but uh, I met. Um, her name's Rachel Cecilwitz, and she owns Centered City Yoga. Uh-huh. And um, I, but I met her when I owned a clinic in St. George. And when I met her, I was like, she is a genuine yoga. She practices from the heart, and I wanted to learn from her. But I, I always work weekends, and that's when teacher trainings always are. And so it, it wouldn't ever work out. And so finally, I mentioned to her that I wanted to learn from her. Mm-hmm. And during COVID, um, the clinic was shut down. And so I had space. And so she offered to do a trade. So I studied with her, but it was just for my own improvement, you know, just so that I could come closer to. So let me back up a second, because after I had my child, I had this voice. You'll think I'm 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 schizophrenic. Tell me you'll find that I would find my power through yoga. Oh, but it took 20 something years for there to be space in my life that I could actually fulfill, like even, even approach that because I was a single mother. So it was just like, yeah. So that's why, you know, with the yoga, it was just like, no, I don't really want to do yoga, but then as life evolved. So that's kind of where that yoga thing comes in. I see. Um, Yeah. So what I do for work now is acupuncture. I... I am teaching privately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel brave enough to teach a class. But I have this approach to life where I just um, usually say yes to what, or at least I try to. So if somebody asked me to teach, then I would I would try and fit it in to my life. I just knew I needed a teacher and that I would, when I moved back to America, I knew that um, they would show up. So that's just kind of, um, there's a lot of, I used to really try and force things, which I actually, <laughs> I was trying to force it um, before I met him because I would, I started to make my own pipes. I made my own drums. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like reading things and just, you know, trying to make stuff. And so, yeah. um, and one of his students offered to start teaching me. And so I worked with her some and just in the learning. And then he, cause he lived in Colorado and he wasn't coming back to Utah and so it took a couple of years that he, that when he came back. And so, so, um, yeah, so, but he's, he's, he passed away 10, 10 years ago, maybe even longer. No, it's been longer, maybe 13 years ago now. But, um, 
but the medicine is not, I mean, part of it is like, I wanted a book to read and he, it's basic, basically you have to do the work. You have to practice and you have to connect in and, um, and it's nothing you can read and, and it's, you just have to like feel your own strength and your own connection to the spirit and, and to the earth and, and build your own, um, reserve basically in your own relationships. So, well, I love that. So. So I'm hearing that you've studied and practice and teach it now or share it with other people, acupuncture, yoga, and shamanism? Is that yeah, what it's called? I, I don't consider myself a shaman, but mm-hmm. it is, um, I mean, the ceremonies, the pipe ceremonies, I have uh, several different pipes. One is um, a dragonfly, and then I have two goddess pipes mm-hmm. that I'm still a little unclear. One was his, um, and... He, one was one that he was carving for me that I asked for, um, wow. and she's not finished, and so I have to finish her. I mean, the the pipe is finished, but I still have to do. It's a little rough, so I have to. Do what it. material is it made out of? Pipe stone. Oh wow! It's uh, yeah. I I feel like it's like South Dakota. It's um, there are places in the earth where the pipe stone is very present. Did your learning of these different traditions? Did they interweave, or did you like first do acupuncture, finish that? And then start it. It sounds like maybe yoga you did start it later on because you did it during COVID. But when did the shamanism come into your life? That, I mean, honestly, it started when I was 26 and I was living in Portland, Oregon. Oh, wow. And I was studying dolphins. I was working with a pro- professor up there studying killer whales at Portland State. And I was very science-minded and I felt like I knew so much, but my life was falling apart. And so I was speaking with this counselor and telling her all the things I knew. And she said, we need to work on your spirituality. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, and That's when you began with your spirituality? Yeah. And her name was, she was an indigenous person and her name was Sharon Sun. And so that's, even though I was very offended, my ego was very offended by that. Uh-huh. And I didn't think it was true. Some part of me recognized that it was true. And so I continued to work with her. Feel like I've always been a bit of a free spirit. People call me a gypsy, even though I don't really identify with that. But I, but people perceive me that way. Because you move around? Yeah. Because and, I've heard a lot of that too, that you move. Yeah. I go with, with the inspiration and... and um, I, I sometimes say I move with the wind because mm-hmm. that's how it feels. Sometimes it's like, oh, I need to move here. Like <laughs> when I moved to Portland, I was just driving through there and I was like, oh, I need to move here. I didn't even stop my car. I just knew. And so it was six <laughs> months later. And then I just kind of pay attention. And then six months later, I I was there. Do you feel like you're settled here or do you, would you be willing to move again? Or are oh, you yeah. looking into moving again? <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm here. I'm, I'm helping care for my mother right now. Um, so... I'm open. I am here now. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's good for me. <laughs> and besides, I know that now they've made you who you are, but how did these all of these traditions kind of like have changed your life <sighs> from that moment where you chose to start working with Sharon? I love her name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she has son. a beautiful name. And I feel like I used to believe there was a there like I was going to, I was trying to get somewhere mm-hmm. and I feel like they've all helped me to recognize that, that whole, wherever you are, you know, bloom where you're planted kind of thing, that this is the only thing that's real is this moment. And to just try and be authentic in the moment and not attach to outcomes, which I, I have a lot of attachment. And so <laughs> I'm, I work on that constantly. I love that. To this day, who do you think is your most important professional mentor Hmm. or even if you don't consider them professional like your mentor I've had so many I um and and they've all been so important like right now I have um a mentor for yoga who has I've been working with him for a couple of years he's in New York City Mm -hmm. and his name's David Hollander he's amazing um and he chants a lot and I love that like he brings in the Sanskrit and the pranayama and and then the strength he teaches ashtanga but uh-huh. I don't do ashtanga <laughs> or he he sneaks it in on me so David right now personally and professionally is a great mentor and 
Will Morris was one of my mentors in acupuncture school. Mm-hmm. And he's a wily, <laughs> he's a crazy, crazy guy. And he would just do whatever the patient needed at one point. Um, like this woman, she was losing it. And so he instructed students to go out and grab some herbs from the, like the garden and then go get some ground, like some tuning forks and get all of these things. And he just like, it's, it was so not traditional Chinese medicine, which is what I trained in. Uh But the roots, I think of the medicine are very esoteric. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so it was, it was fascinating to watch him work. He was very skilled at pulse diagnosis uh-huh. And I've seen you do that. I've never had anyone do that to me, and you do that. And yeah. I like that. <laughs> and so it's, um, yeah, so Will Morris, there was another talk, doctor, doc, or Dr. Mu, who was the most compassionate, loving teacher, mm-hmm. and he was a neurologist in China. Most of the Chinese doctors were all medical doctors in China. And then they came here to raise their families, basically, and they, you know, so they could have one more child because in China it was the one child rule. Uh-huh. And so, and then they they weren't actually medical doctors here; they were acupuncturists and herbologists. And but he was amazing; like he could actually um, regulate the heart rhythm through acupuncture. But he's, I mean, we're not skilled enough here. I, I've I mean, I think maybe some of the Chinese practitioners here could do that, mm-hmm. but I don't know very many of the the students that study here that that are that gifted wow. <laughs> with acupuncture. Do you feel like it's a place you could potentially get to? Do you feel like you're getting there as an acupuncturist? I don't feel like that is my role. I mean, he was very specific. Don't wow. any of you try this? Okay, okay. Um, you know, <laughs> and we're like, okay. That's like to have a. To have a teacher that like tells you, you know what, don't don't try this. <laughs> I think that that's really amazing to have someone that can set that limit and not tell you that, hey, potentially you could do this, but it might hurt someone. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I feel like acupuncture is pretty profound in the way that it affects our body and like our whole system. And there there's so much that we still don't understand about it. And I, part of that is because I think we come at it through our minds and not through you know, our hearts and uh, because the the roots of the tradition are in Taoism mm-hmm. and in by observing nature and being part of nature, um, not being separate. And I feel like we spend a lot of time being separate from nature in this industrial age. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about you moving. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Without, you know, any attachments? I just want right. to know. <laughs> well, see, I don't... When I was looking at that question, I, um, I mean, I definitely love Port Townsend, Washington. I love being near the water, the ocean, the mountains, big trees. I love pine trees. Pine, or they're just like, I feel like they're my kindred spirits. But yeah, yeah. She's staring out the window, (laughs) (laughs) and there's some pine trees staring right back at her. (laughs) So, um, but I really, I feel like life has a wisdom that I don't quite understand. And so that's why when I get an inspiration, I feel like I need to follow it. And life has taken me to some amazing places and put me in situations that I never could have have done on my own. I could have never created that because I wouldn't have even perceived that. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, okay, well, I'll just, I'm just, I'll just be open to to where it takes me next. Like at what age were you, did you start to embrace just being open? Because you said you were really intellectual in the past. Did that allow you to still be an open person in into allowing the destiny to just unfold in front of you? That's a good question. Probably not because when I was, I mean, I left Utah when I was 17 because I needed to get out of here and I made it happen. Like I took a bus to a nanny uh-huh. agency and applied to be a nanny. And, and Wait, you're from here. I, I grew up here. Yeah, I didn't even. I would have never guessed that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and they told me I had to at least have a GED or be 18. And so I graduated early. And then three days after high school, I moved to North Carolina to be a nanny. 
And, but I was like, okay, I would have a job, I'd have a car and I would have a place to live. So that was, that felt safe to me. Uh So, but I forced all of that. So it wasn't until I think I met Sharon, son, that I started opening up to the unknown. Yeah. Letting, letting life guide me. So I still resist it sometimes, but yeah, (laughs) that's, that's amazing. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. But what star sign are you? And and I know you'll give me a little more than just your star sign. <laughs> Sorry, am I oversharing? No, I love that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I could just say I'm a Leo. Yeah, I, I the all, Leo's here. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, I gotta have my pride around me. Um, but I also had an, a brilliant astrology teacher. Um, yeah, that's right. We yeah. haven't even, you'll have to come back for these other things. <laughs> this, this episode is acupuncture only, but, <laughs> but I totally want to learn about other things too. So if you're willing, Hey, yeah. you're invited. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't call myself an astrologer. Um, it's such a cool art, but he, he taught me that your sun sign is what you're growing into. So those are the seeds of your soul, basically. And so we're trying, because I've never identified as being a Leo. I am very, um, I'm pretty introverted, believe it or not. And I, when I looked at other Leos, I'd be like, I, like Madonna and Sean Penn and Mick Jagger. And (laughs) I would be in the back of the band. Like, I'm so happy being the support person. Like, I don't want to be in the front. And, um, but I'm a very watery Leo. So I love that. Yeah, I'm like early Leo, um, cusp of cancer. So I feel like I'm a lot more sensitive. Yeah, so the so I'm I'm trying to learn to be a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are a Leo. <laughs> I've never heard a Leo just like say, um, you know, like I'm, I am full on a Leo. <laughs> no, I, I also, because I'm also a Leo, so I also think, you know, I don't feel like I'm a Leo with a mane. You know what I mean? Like, I that's maybe the same. I know I know, kind of your sentiment. Yeah, yeah. If someone were to pay you a million dollars tomorrow for a book, for you to write a book, what would it be about? It's funny. I've had people tell me I should write a book. Yeah, I feel like I would read that book. <laughs> and I, I, the title that always comes into my head is An Unorthodox Life. And, and it's because I... I feel like I have never lived the way I people thought I should. And so I have just kind of tried to follow my own heart and I've disappointed a lot of people uh-huh. along the way. And I've always tried to do it the best way I can by following my own heart. But, you know, when you make connections with people that you end up, when you uproot, that ends up hurting people. Yeah. Um, and I that's never my intention, but... Um, I mean, I have had some, like when I was 18 and a nanny in Connecticut, I ended up hanging around with the most professional tennis player in the world mm-hmm. and I didn't even play tennis. And yeah. so like, I've had all these experiences that I was like, is that real? Did I make that up? <laughs> so, Cause it's, I've just had a, a lot of varied experiences that are, yeah, sometimes I don't believe them myself. So, well, that's good. Yeah. So your book would be an unorthodox life. Would it be a autobiography or yeah. a fiction? Probably. I'm not good at fiction. Probably not an autobiography. I don't know that. Um, I feel like I need to write that book for my son. Oh yeah, like yeah, like some, leave him something behind. Yeah, yeah, so that he can know um, know me before he knew me. You know, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. That so. would be amazing. There's all there's like journals you can buy for your mom. <laughs> Just so your son knows if he listens to this. Yeah. You can buy these journals. It's like, mom, I want to know your story and give it to your mom and she can fill it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like we have our parents as our parents, but we don't really know them as people. Yeah. You just have this idea of like, this is the authority figure of my childhood. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Parent. Well, let's see. Um, What's your favorite color? I remember you told me this was a one. Like, I can't believe out of everything. I, 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 let me actually set this up. We were, I came last week to get acupuncture and you said, oof, those questions, girl. What's my favorite color? I was like, did I even ask that question? I was like, that's not even the deepest question. But for her, it's very deep. <laughs> and I think for me too, but I want to know what's your favorite color. Yeah, and, and my response was that I'm an emotional person. I'm, I'm a Pisces moon. And that I, um, 
it depends on my mood, you know, because I love all colors. I'm like, I love the rainbow. I love, yeah. And if I look at my wardrobe, I wear a lot of gray and black and white. And so really, really basic and nothing exciting. But what's your mood today then? What is my mood today? My mood is what color? Purple. Nice. <laughs> yeah, your maybe your mood is your water bottle. <laughs> well, and when I'm leaving here, I'm going to go do a blessing for some of my friends okay. that are um, are taking off to Mexico and they're driving through Mexico. That's very sweet of you. And to do that. so they, one of them is very nervous because he can't take his gun. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And to be, he's feeling vulnerable. And purple to me is like a calming etheric color and so i'm i think part of me is like gearing up to do that i love that that, um blessing ceremony for them well i'm glad thank you for bringing that energy into this this purple (laughs) energy (laughs) so this podcast is called the lonely girl lifestyle have you have any particular struggles with loneliness or do you have any particular thoughts or opinions you'd like to share i yeah loneliness because i have I like being alone. I mean, and and I don't feel like I don't ever feel like I have felt alone in even though I've been a, like mm-hmm. living by myself or whatever. I've when I I moved to Austin during COVID, I got a job there and were you doing acupuncture as well? I was well? doing acupuncture at a community clinic in South Austin and I have never felt lo- as lonely as I did at that point. I'm and, so sorry. And it was interesting because I feel like the social isolation, because I, I have a, I always have a lovely, amazing friends and, but because of COVID and I had left my family here and my father had passed away. So I was grieving and he was my hero. Um, I'm sorry, but yeah, thanks. But, uh, it was, it was an interesting cause we had a lot of, um, like there was a freeze in Austin for two weeks and, mm-hmm. and I was by myself and, and it was, it was really interesting to go into the depths of, of myself and, and trying to, it, from that, I feel like I came out, like I want to create something different for myself, um, within myself and also outside of myself. But I feel like maybe that's my spiritual practice too is to connect in deeper to something that can't be taken away from me and that that. isn't um isn't as transient as my emotions can be yeah yeah it it's really funny because you and I both have the same sun and the same moon and when you tell me things that you have realized in your life I feel like you're just helping me realize them too (laughs) it's so deep thank you (laughs) Okay, so now let's get into acupuncture. Oh. Believe it or not, I every time I tell people, I just went to acupuncture, <laughs> I even have like, well, when it's not super cold, I have special sweaters that I used to take to my acupuncture. And so if I wear that sweater, people would, would know. Or, but then <laughs> they would ask me, well, what is it? And I would like like a good explanation. Like, what, what do you say? Tell me. <laughs> What do I say? So acupuncture, I mean, there's the standard, it's the use of fine filiform needles that um, they're sterile, they're single use. Acupuncture is basically, we put those needles in to help to, to help your body heal itself. Mm-hmm. That is a very simplistic way of, because I feel like our bodies are these amazing machines that, that have a wisdom of their own and the acupuncture is there to help you with that and I resist often because there's the way that I approach acupuncture with people is I want it I want their feedback when I'm putting needles in and a lot of people don't want to do that because they are like no you're the you're the expert I didn't know that <laughs> and and I say it's your body you know, I have, wow. I understand, I mean, I, I've studied the, the medicine and the theory, mm-hmm. but your body is going to respond. Your body will respond differently every day. And I don't know if you've noticed that when you get acupuncture, that some days you're more sensitive to the yeah. needles and some days it feels really profound and other days it's a different kind of an experience. But I feel like our experience with acupuncture is a reflection of where we are in ourselves. And sometimes that's really uncomfortable. I totally agree with that. And 
Yeah, I definitely feel like sometimes I would even go with an expectation to feel better. And when I started going with you and maybe like one time it didn't happen right away, but then the effects of it were felt throughout the entire week. Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah. But it's also, it goes to show how we don't even like, once we know someone like you, like it's an acupuncture person, she knows best. <laughs> we just leave it up to you to make us feel better. We don't even question whatever you might ask us. We're just like, yeah, no, whatever you say, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And I, be, well, and I feel like we live in a, in a medical model and in a, in a world that constantly tries to disempower us. Mm -hmm. And so I want, especially women, I want to help empower them to feel their own intuition and their own, like what feels good to them and what feels safe. Yeah. And, and I often go, like, I look at the way, um, like somebody gets on the table or in the chair and if they don't, if they don't expose a part of their body, then I kind of, I, I feel like that is sometimes it's just being absent-minded, but other times I feel like it's this intuitive sense that it's like, you know, I don't want to feel that vulnerable. I don't want to mm -hmm. expose that much of myself and, and just kind of go with where people are because it, with acupuncture, we're working with the brain and the nervous system. And so you even by putting a needle in the skin, your immune system is going to respond. And so and it's going to respond in a way that is appropriate for the body. And so I have the theory, like I say, and then, but the body is going to do what it does, you know, and so, and what it's willing and, and feels safe doing. Another question I get a lot, which I think you are already kind of starting to answer, but I know you have more. <laughs> they ask me, how does it, how can it help me? Because I'll, I'll tell them I go for specific pain or whatever, just chronic pain, but then they kind of want to try it because I tell them I feel so much better, but they want to know how it would help them. I don't know what's wrong with them, but in a in a general way, if I just want to go, like, do you recommend that? And what would it do if, if I'm generally healthy and I just start going to acupuncture? What would it do for me? So we actually, it, not, not at Harmony Acupuncture, uh, but at Wasatch Community Acupuncture because it's more accessible. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people come in just to try it okay. and it's not uncommon. I've had people that don't or aren't aware of any, like I'll say issues mm -hmm. going on. Sometimes they just feel relaxed. Most people feel relaxed after acupuncture. We have the periodic person that feels more anxiety. Oh wow. And sometimes that stems from having needles in their body. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it stems from a trauma that, and it's really, cause it, brings you in touch with your body acupuncture does that has a potential to do that because it starts you start feeling sensations that you might not be comfortable with and so but sometimes i i feel like it probably has the opposite effect like like a drug mm -hmm. you know with some people it's supposed to calm you down but other people it it speeds them up so i feel like with acupuncture that is a potential as well that i've seen but in general it you get a nice endorphin dump in your brain. Mm -hmm. I've had people describe it as defragging their hard drive. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, yes. <laughs> and so it's like this, it's this hour to, depends on which clinic you're at, hour to three hours if you're at Wasatch, time to just let your body really, really deeply relax. And so it calms down your um, sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight and helps upload your parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest. So in general, most of us can deal or we can, we can use that ability to deeply relax. Yeah. And a take defragmentation a, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Defrag. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, I feel that. like unless you're like, unless you have like really strong meditation practices, mm -hmm. like a really strong yoga and Qigong, like all of those things can, a lot of pranayama can really, um, calm down your nervous system. Mm -hmm. But in general, acupuncture is pretty profound, and part of it is just the insertion of the needles. I love it. I feel like even though I, I, I wouldn't say it's like extremely strong because I still like to meditate with recordings, but even though I'll get deep into meditation, I still feel like I need the acupuncture deepness. It, like even, 
I just love it. <laughs> I always feel like I'm a better person when I'm getting acupuncture. <laughs> do you do you get acupuncture oh, yeah, at the yeah. at the clinics? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. How yeah. often do you get it? I used to get it weekly, uh-huh. um, and but I have not been in the practice of getting it. Now I'm just like I need to get more acupuncture, so I'm starting weekly again. I would recommend you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can you do it on yourself? I do. Oh, okay. It's not as good though. Yeah, I it's, can imagine. Yeah, that. it's but it's I've done it like I felt dizzy and so I put a bunch of needles in my head or mm-hmm. like if I'm really stressed then I can do my ears, but the body points can get a little challenging um because I am uncomfortable needling my right hand if I have a needle in my left hand. I'm well, pretty yeah. sensitive to needles, so <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So if people were looking into getting acupuncture, how can they make sure they're in a legitimate clinic? You can, I mean, like if you want to know if they're licensed, you know, you can check with the Better Business Bureau. Okay. As far as the acupuncturists themselves, you can check the Doppel website. Okay. Um, that's the, the Department of Professional Licensing. And you can Google the practitioner's name to make sure that they have a license here. Okay. I'll put these tips on our show notes so people know to yeah. do these things. Okay. And it can tell you if they have any complaints against them. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And and then the other one is NCCAOM. That's like the big, bigger licensing body where we have to take our tests. Um, California, New Mexico, and Florida all do their own tests, so they wouldn't be part of that. So, but um, yeah, those are all ways to see if the practitioner is in good standing. That's good to know. Yeah. What is the most common myth about your job or field expertise? I feel like the most common myth is that it hurts, like with acupuncture. I have people ask me that too when I tell them, I went to acupuncture. Does it hurt? Yeah. Even if I bleed, it never hurts. Yeah. It it surprises me how infrequently like bleeding happens because, you know, we are inserting a needle in the body. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I think that, that it hurts because it's a needle and we have a, very strange and and conflicting relationship with needles in this culture and um and just for the listeners you can fit 12 of an acupuncture needle into a hypodermic needle so that's how thin they are they're about as thin as your hair but they are sharp they're very sharp and so i i never knew how thin they were that's crazy yeah so um but i think that that's the biggest well it's the biggest question myth um I don't know that it doesn't work I and I that it doesn't work because we don't understand it with the western mind um because it's like trying to compare apples and oranges yeah to and we want to understand a medicine that's thousands of years old with science and it's not that science can't explain it I just feel like we don't have the capacity like we don't have the technology yet to actually understand how acupuncture works yeah we can't fit it in. You yeah. can fit all that into like one little jar. <laughs> yeah. And they're starting to do MRI studies on the brain when people are getting acupuncture and before, mm-hmm. before and after. And they're seeing like what parts of the body are being lit up when the needles are in and they wow. associate to the, what we call meridians. And then they're also um, st- looking at the blood before and after acupuncture to see what's happening chemically. And so they're seeing all kinds of beautiful, amazing things like the inflammatory markers are down. And, and so, um, I mean, it's, there's not a lot of money in acupuncture. And so the research is having to be done and there's not a lot of good quality research in acupuncture. And so there, people are trying now to, to get it out there so that more people will find it as most people come to us in a, it's like a Hail Mary, like they're like, suffering so much they're in so much pain yeah they're gonna have to have surgery and and this is my last resort and that is a way that acupuncture I'm surprised at how well it does work because it is a preventative medicine Mm -hmm. so and to use it the way we use it um yeah it's it's almost like we're waiting until it's too late yeah yeah as you know, um, I've come to you for some specific pain. And what I've noticed when I've just gone through the regular doctor just to get a checkup is that almost like they're asking me if I have like more severe symptoms. <laughs> like uh, otherwise, it's not really that important. Yeah. So 
yeah, I wonder how many people are really just waiting until the symptoms are just, you can't do anything about it. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. And if I'm a full-on healthy person and I really want acupuncture to be my pre preventative medicine, what other tweaks can I add into my life besides acupuncture to like live with nature? Because I know that you mm. were starting to tell us about that. I just want to see if you have any more to say on that. I feel like meditation is really important and mm -hmm. and I feel like recognizing that we're part of nature and that's where the Taoists came in by watching rivers and they're like because back at this time it was taboo to uh, do any sort of autopsies so they weren't quite um, aware that we that as we might think of awareness by actually cutting something open and looking at it to, to know like all the veins and everything that are going through our body. So when they created the meridians, it's like, oh, there's rivers that flow through the earth. So we must have that in our body. And, oh, wow. and so, and the elements, like our body is made up of the elements of the earth. And so you have fire, earth, air, water, and, and then ether is, is the space where all this is contained. And so I feel like by really identifying it might sound really strange but that we are we're part of the earth and everything that we're doing to the earth we're doing to our bodies and that is not a small tweak that's a huge yeah a huge tweak <laughs> i don't know about how to, how to do a small tweak other You're than right. <laughs> just trying to be more mindful of our bodies and our lives and and uh um and and our thoughts you know like where I have found it's taken me so many years and I'm, I practice this every day. It's like, where, what am I thinking? And where is my mind when I'm doing things? And I often go to mantras, um, to bring my mind back into something that is more sacred as opposed to like, if I start on a loop of something that is, especially with all the, the things that are happening in the world and all that anxiety that's happening in within people yeah. like to come to whatever, whatever word that is um, to help bring you back into a place of calm. So, cause I mean, I feel like that's what acupuncture does and that's what the clinics that we generally try to do is create this really calm healing space that you can come in and, and be, and hopefully heal your spirit. You know, so it's like just doing those little things in our lives every day to make that your life a healing space. So when when wanting to use acupuncture as preventative, it's also best to try and incorporate or incorporate meditation and living in the moment, basically. If you can. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, and those are those are all a practice. Yeah. You know, everything is a practice. I guess also like what drives a person, I guess. Yeah. And self-compassion. I find like that's the, like, it's really, it's, I think it's easier for us to be compassionate and kind to people outside of ourselves. Yes. You know, but mm -hmm. I feel like if we could practice self-compassion, then that's, uh, that's going to immediately like bleed over to, to whoever we come into contact with. I definitely agree. And I feel like the world needs more people like that because it's so easy to just be like, mean to others mm -hmm. when people have been mean to you. Mm -hmm. So if it's my very first time going to acupuncture, what's, I always tell people like, make, make sure you wear something you can roll up because <laughs> I used to go to the community. That's where mm -hmm. I met you. And you obviously only roll up your sleeves and your pants. So, mm -hmm. but what other tip do you have for like a first timer? Yeah. It depends on the clinic that you're in. If you're at Wasatch, um, Loose fitting clothing is, mm -hmm. I mean, that's always like pajamas is, is lovely because yeah. then you can just roll them up and not feel uncomfortable and, and constricted in the clothing. Mm -hmm. um, if you come to a private clinic, then usually we've got things that we can cover you with. So, because mm -hmm. um, we have, we can treat people face down and use points on your back. And there's a lot of different things that we can do in different positions we can have you in. So we can do other modalities as well, not just the needles. Um, but, uh, loose fitting clothing is the, is the thing. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing. Yeah. I never really think of like pajamas, but that's such a good thing. Sweatpants or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Just something that is flowy. Do you think, well, I guess you kind of already answered this cause you started your, your spirituality. I, I, I hate saying that you started it when you met Sharon's son, because you probably did not start then, but like, 
did you always want to work in the energy work or healing area? Um, my nickname when I was little was Nurse Nancy. Oh my gosh. Because um, I would take care of anybody that would get hurt. But I, I feel like as a child, I, um, I wanted to be a nun or I wanted to be like, I wanted to live in a commune or something. I just wanted to live like separate from society, spiritually, you know, and um, that just, I wasn't, it's not what I'm supposed to do in this life. But uh, yeah, I mean, so on, on some level, I definitely wanted to take care of people, mm-hmm. but I didn't know you know, acupuncture came into my life late. I mean, I went to acupuncture school when I was 39. Mm-hmm. And um, before that, I was working in the health food. I was in management and like working with the vitamins and herbs at what is now Whole Foods that used to be Wild Oats. And oh, before yeah. that, it was New Frontiers. Oh, my God. What if I saw you there back in the day? Right? <laughs> yeah. So, um yeah. So, I mean, food has always been really important. Food is medicine mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And then the plants, plant people, you know, so on some level, definitely. So, but not, I didn't ever envision that I would be doing what I'm doing now. Well, thanks for doing it. <laughs> I'm grateful to do it. Thank you for <laughs> trusting me. What is one lesson your job has taught you? And by this, I'm in acupuncture. Oh, patience, I think. Just not no pun intended <laughs> just to um because patience and presence with people because people come in in and they just share their stories of their suffering and their pain and so trying to just be present with them and listen and that's well the community acupuncture clinic is very dynamic and so that taught me a lot of flexibility um and time management And because of the volume of patients that we see in this space and that um, if there's two practitioners working, then there's just, I don't, it's, it's a beautiful hum of energy, of healing energy, but it's also the power of intention because everybody that comes into that space is coming with healing. Like they want to heal. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's taught me a lot a lot of like really beautiful things yeah yeah I think I remember kind of feeling like you guys just kind of beautifully dance around quickly (laughs) dance around each other but never disturbing anyone (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it's uh yeah it's I think a lot of it's definitely it's a it's a I, I miss working there um because I love that vibe I love that clinic so I I fill in sometimes still but yeah, and it's 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 also um, a group of people that really love each other and have a common mission. That's good. So it's that's a beautiful thing too to to have a a group that is so focused on serving the community and just and from their hearts, you know. And so that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I've been going there for a few years. I'll I'll link their website and uh, Harmony Acupuncture, which which is where we can find you, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll link both of those on our show notes. So you can find. Besides all the lessons, I know that when there's a group of people, people dis- tend to disagree. So what's like one thing in the acupuncture world <laughs> that people disagree with? I feel like we're a dysfunctional family, acupuncturists. Um, there are a lot of different, because it's not this culture's medicine, it's a different culture's medicine. And I feel like I saw in Austin, I, I, it's probably true here as well, but the people from China that are practicing here don't tend to socialize at all with the, the other acupuncturists oh, that were trained in America. I mean, and we actually, at the school I went to in Austin, we had uh, people from China that would come over and study here because it's so competitive there. And it's, they actually graduate from high school and then go directly into medical school because it's part of their medical school system. So they're Western medical doctors and Chinese practitioners wow. and, or acupuncturists. And it's it's also, I feel like it's fragmented here in America. Acupuncture is. A lot of the private acupuncturists don't like community acupuncture. I've always wanted to practice both community and private. And I worked in a clinic in Austin that 
we had tables where we could do back treatments if we needed to. And then we could do, we did herbs and, and it was, we did everything. We did cupping. We did, we did everything. And it wasn't as delineated as it is here. Like Western and Eastern are separated a little bit here. Maybe. And I'm not even sure if that's true. I know in Texas, like the, the Chinese practitioner practitioners basically had their own association Mm -hmm. that was separate from the Texas Acupuncture Association. I see. And so I have some conflict within myself sometimes practicing another culture's medicine because I don't read Chinese. I mean, we studied some of it in school, but it's a very difficult language. Yeah. And so I feel like we miss out a lot of the, I mean, people that don't speak, um, and even the ancient Chinese, and I'm looking at taking a class called Nurturing the Fetus, and it's this woman who is a scholar mm-hmm. of Chinese medicine, or of, of of ancient Chinese, and so she translates the ancient texts. And so I feel like that would help me to be a better practitioner and understand a lot more of the medicine that I don't understand. That's I mean, exciting. Yeah, but I feel like maybe that is one of my teachers because the, the textbooks that we had in school were these huge thick texts mm-hmm. and he would get so mad and he'd be like that's not what it means so there was a lot of things that were lost in translation and it was I think an Italian guy that was translating texts and and he said in China we have just small books we don't need these big books and everything in America you make them really big yeah. <laughs> you know and so like bigger is better and and it's kind of like they would, would in these books they were very expensive and they would repeat the same thing mm-hmm. over and over and over again and 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 kind of complicated. So um, the lost in trans maybe that's it. Like just I feel like we we don't under a lot of us maybe that don't really understand the depth of this medicine and all the beauty yeah of it just because we just skim the surface. You know how you told me that you were looking for a specific book when it came to like understanding more spirituality and that meditation brought you more wisdom and what you were really looking for, like the connection and everything. Do you feel like with what you know right now in acupuncture, it's still something like can meditation assist you in understanding maybe those areas that you feel you're not able to understand when it comes to acupuncture? I don't know. Um, that's an interesting question, but I feel like what it is that I don't understand is because one of my teachers, Dr. Mu, wanted me to go train with one of his masters in China. Oh, the the lineage, like they're just things that we don't do in this culture. And my son said no, he wouldn't move to China. <laughs> oh, when was this? Like when you when, when I was in acupuncture okay. school, and so he was in fifth grade, and he said no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I already moved to Texas. I'm not moving to China. But by, I think, living and immersing yourself in the culture, I would, I would understand a lot more okay. than I can. And that's part of, I think, like if I take that, if, if I go into the language, because there's so much, it's so rich in symbolism, like all the, like they teach us the opinion for the herbs and all of that, but there's, it's just so nuanced. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only way I can really experience is just to go into it and be like soak in the culture yeah i see so you're feeling like not just the culture but just the language and everything to truly understand what the texts are teaching you yeah and some of it and the depth yeah the depth of the medicine but i don't know yeah (laughs) i mean i feel like for me as a practitioner that will just make me a better practitioner does Kristen want to be like does she want to continue to pursue acupuncture for the rest of her life or, or what is she? <laughs> I honestly, I'm just following this. Be- one beautiful thing um, is that I've come back around to, because when I had my son, I had him at home and I wow. apprenticed to be a midwife with the midwife that birthed, that helped me While birth While you were pregnant or no? Um, after I oh, had okay. Him. I was like, wow. Because <laughs> it was such a amazing experience. And I was uh-huh. like, I need to be a midwife. And then wow. I'm like, wait, after a few years, I'm like, I'm a single mom. Like, I can't really be a midwife. <laughs> so, so coming back around to um, just, I really want to use, I want to do things to help empower people and help especially empower women. And so I, there, I have a, fantasy of like trying to blend like the shamanism and yoga and acupuncture and 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 so I'm just kind of waiting to see if that like organically um 
unfolds, you know, just where, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't really know. I, I know acupuncture will probably be part of it, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to, what well, my exciting. future holds. <laughs> I'll have to keep an eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and, and explaining acupuncture to us. <laughs> Thank you. So just for closing, do you have any books or any recommendations for our listeners that, I don't know, like a, it doesn't have to be about acupuncture or anything, like a book that you would say, hey, this book saved my life or changed the course of my life. So Be Here Now by Ram Dass. Um, mm. I love that book. Um, and there's one I'm reading right now. Um, and it's called Peaceful Death, Joyful Rebirth. And it's a very, it's a written by a Tibetan Lama. And it's, it's very intense if you're into that kind of stuff. But that's definitely right now changing, changing the course of my life. Wow. Because <laughs> it's, it's introducing some concepts that I've never heard of or, yeah. So that's a really good one. I mean, there's so many wonderful books out there. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to to ask you to choose just one. Braiding Sweetgrass is a wonderful okay. book. I'll and put those on the show notes so people know yeah. and can, can look for them. Yeah. Is there any questions you wished I would have asked you that you came prepared for? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I definitely am, you know, I have thoughts about things, but I often just kind of like show up <laughs> and then let things unfold. Yeah. So, but I, like, I'm not a witty person. I don't. I don't like, I just kind of absorb the experience. And then later I'm like, oh, I wish I would have said that. Or I yeah. wish I would have. I, it just doesn't appear to be in my makeup. <laughs> How can our listeners find you online? Um, I'm at Harmony Acupuncture. That's okay. the only, only Any thing. Any social media, anything no, like that? No, okay. I don't. <laughs> social media makes me nervous. Yeah, I it, can understand that. <laughs> well, yeah, it actually, it stresses me out. So I just don't do it. Yeah, just harmony, <laughs> yeah. harmony acupuncture. Yeah, we'll we'll link that on the show notes. So people can, if they're lucky enough to stop by Utah, they can schedule an appointment. With yeah. You. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show, thank and you. thank you for giving us all those beautiful answers. I, I really feel like you've helped me through just by talking to me. Oh. <laughs> so that's great, and you know, you've always just helped me when I go to acupuncture sessions with you. So I really do appreciate it, and I hope people can take away a lot from what you've taught us today so thank you so much and thank you really appreciate you, you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.